Welcome to the world of digital sound. Hey guys, how you doing? This is Ken and this is the Ken Burton Show podcast story for this week. And this week's is uh, a little bit more light-hearted because uh, I was reminded during the week of uh but only because of something i saw on tv really but um i was reminded of something that happened uh when i was about 20 and uh i hadn't thought about this you know for god 10 years and something that happened in an episode of road wars that i was watching this week and i thought oh my god do you remember when that and I thought, I've got to share this. I've just got to share this as a podcast story. Right. Okay. Uh, let's start off with... I don't even know how I'm going to tell this one. I'm, I'm going to start off with uh, just saying to you that uh, all none parts of some may or may not be true. It is up to you, the listener, to decide and put your comments in the comment section on the YouTube intro video that will go up on my channel, The Ken Burton Show. Um, all characters are fictional unless stated otherwise. <laughs> God! Oh, dear. Um, right, okay. Let me give you a bit of background. Um... <laughs> Sorry, when um, when certain things used to happen in Coventry, when somebody would need a motor, when somebody was uh, not just for criminal activity necessarily, but somebody wanted to drive around with anonymity for a reason, <coughs> and uh, that happened quite often. I personally had a number of vehicles that were in various lockups around the city. And uh, I would drive one for a few weeks and drive another for a few weeks and drive another. And, uh, you know, that's that's the way that we kind of kept ourselves uh, really under the radar, if you like. And getting these vehicles usually were a number of different processes. Um, <laughs> one of the processes was doing cut and shuts. And uh, a very, very good friend of mine out uh, at one of the scrapyards used to do it all the time he actually he actually didn't have anything to do with the scrapyard but he knew the farmer that it was in the next field to the scrapyard and this farmer had a spare barn and uh, what he did was he rented this barn off him and he used to bring in vehicles and do cut and shuts cut and shut by the way is when you find a vehicle that's had an accident at the front and you find an identical vehicle that's had an accident at the back. You cut the two fuckers in half and stick them together. <laughs> you do, honestly. That is a cut and shut. And the reason why I'm laughing is um, these cut and shuts can be done so well. You know, a mate of mine's dad, right, he, uh, he crashed his car. Well, his wife crashed his car, but he, he lost his car. And the insurance company paid out, and he went and bought another one. And uh, we were in the pub with him one night, and he said, uh, "Oh, yeah, I've got another car now. It's exactly the same, except this is the long wheelbase version." <laughs> we said, "There isn't a long wheelbase version of that car." He said, "Oh, it definitely is the long wheelbase. I didn't know." He said, "But I can't get it in the garage. It sticks out by about two inches, and the other one just fit." <laughs> What? So we had a look at this car, and it was two cars welded together. It was two inches longer than it should have been. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, right, okay, back to what we're talking about. 
so there are two ways of getting um, these cars one is a cut and shut and the other one is to clone a vehicle so you clone a vehicle by doing the following and uh, and it wasn't like in the this day and age you've got all of these um, VIN numbers all over the car they're on the glass they're under the windscreen they're on various plates in the car you know the, in those days there was only one VIN number and it was located on the chassis okay so what you would do is basically uh, to clone a car the police never checked VIN numbers in those days anyway uh, to clone a car all you would do is you would steal somebody would steal <laughs> a car that you wanted you would drive around until you found an identical car and have a set of number plates made with that other car's numbers okay simple as that right so there were two ways of getting uh getting a clean car and one as i say was a cut and shut and the other one was a clone and uh, you know, I mean, there wasn't really any joyriding back in those days either. People people nick cars because they nick cars for a reason. They didn't nick them just to drive them down the road and piss the police off. There was none of that. We were far more sophisticated than that. <laughs> right? Okay. So um, there was something going down. Okay, on <laughs> on this particular uh, weekend. And uh, we were asked by somebody, usual contact, can you get hold of a car and uh, clone it? So anyway, uh, we knew what particular car this guy wanted. And uh, it was, he, he wanted a BMW, a 3 Series BMW. So he said, right, can you get a, a, a white 3 Series Beamer? Okay, and then get a clone of it. So we all went, yeah, yeah, okay, we can do that. So uh, we we went out and we nicked a white Beamer, okay, 318 white Beamer. Uh, no, it was a 316, sorry, 316 white Beamer. And uh, we're driving around in our own cars, right? We've stored the Beamer and we're driving around in our own cars looking for an identical car. And usually what we would do is we would go to a different district. So you would go to somewhere like Lemington or maybe Nottingham or Northampton and go and find the nearest hospital and go and drive around the car park or go and find a football match and go and drive around that car park and try and find a vehicle that was identical anywhere where there were a substantial number of vehicles. So anyway, do you think we could find the same vehicle? Could we? Fuck. And we spent all day looking for a same vehicle as this car. So we were like, oh, fuck, fuck. So this is ridiculous. We've got to get him a car by tomorrow. For Christ's sake. Right, okay. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go and rob a Cavalier. All right? Because Cavaliers are far more popular than Beamers. And we know we can get a Cavalier clone. So, you know, bollocks to what he's going to say. We'll go and get him a Cavalier. So we ran out. <laughs> We got him a white um, sports version of a Cavalier, okay? And we stored it. And then uh, what we did was we shot around trying to find a Cavalier. <laughs> and we couldn't find one anywhere. We just couldn't find one. So anyway, we're all driving around and we said, right, we've got to split up, right? We've got to go to different places because this is just ridiculous. Okay, the chewing gum's going in, guys. Sorry, chewing gum's going in. Ew. Chewing gum. Chewing gum. Right, so, my mate Danny, <laughs> he phoned me after about two hours of looking for a Cavalier, and he said, I found one. 
and I said, "Where are you?" He said, "Well, I'm I'm out of town. Like I found one. I've got the I've got it. I'm going to head back to Coventry and get some plates, mate." Right. Okay. And I thought, well, that's a bit unusual because Danny's right, a lazy fucker. I mean, you no, know, he's not the most reliable person in the world. <laughs> so um, what we did was uh, we basically all shot back to Coventry, put the plates on the rubber car. Uh, cleaned up the rob car absolutely cleans the whistle no prints on it anywhere and uh, we then phoned the guy who was after the car and we said look I'm really really sorry we're fucked up on the beam I can't get you one and he was like oh you fuckers how have you done that so look look we've got your Cavalier alright best we could do we've got your Cavalier we've prepped it we've cleaned it it's ready to go and he went oh well it's better than nothing I suppose okay that'll do cheers boys here's your monkey you know and uh, he gave us the money and we all shot off right so anyway following day <laughs> there is a robbery at a post office and uh, it was quite ridiculous really but uh, one of the guys that happened to be involved in this was somebody I knew and he knew that it was me and my people that had gone out to go and find him the car now this was on a uh i think it was on a saturday it was on a saturday afternoon because i was sitting in the in the flat with the boys and uh we were all you know pissing in the wind watching tv doing usual stuff and my mobile went and it was a very very panicky young man (laughs) saying to me where the fuck did you get this car from um, we were like, what? Um, well, it was, uh, Danny got the plates. Danny, where did you get the plates from? And he went, oh, uh, out of town, out of town. Said, Danny, where did you get the plates from? <laughs> and he said, well, I was driving out of town and I spotted the exact same car up in Radford, right, which is like one end of Coventry. I was like, you've cloned a car that actually exists in the city where we're driving around the clone car not clever the risk is too high right the risk is too high so anyways um okay so i told this bloke on the phone i said look we basically uh it's it's been cloned from coventry and he said fucking hell he said there's some shit going down here i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but i I really need some backup and he went on to tell us what was going on now the robbery had happened in Walsgrave, which is a particular area of Coventry, okay? So that's where the robbery had actually occurred. And uh, he had then started to get away with two guys in the car, and immediately the cops are on his ass. He is being followed, blues and twos, gay sirens everywhere, all of that. And he, oh, sorry, I burped then. How terrible is that? Gosh, he's chewing up. Right, so he uh, immediately started to get followed. So what he did was he just took off down the nearest road and headed towards Bindley and thought, well, what he'll do is get out towards Bindley Woods and uh, ditch the car and do a runner. And what happened was he basically got about as far as... Uh, Oh, Christ. About as far as the the kind of Binley Woods area. And um, the police backed off. The police just stopped. And he told me on the phone, there there was four police cars behind him. 
and the police stopped and just stopped and he was like what's going on what's going on I don't, I don't understand what's going on what is it with this car and we were like Christ I don't really know I don't know he said they've got the helicopter on me they've got the helicopter on me they've backed off they think I'm a fucking serious guy they've got the helicopter on me they're, gonna, they're waiting for armed units I'm sure of it because it all sounded a bit weird you know and we're, we're all like I tell you what you do right okay I'll uh, dive in the car now right and I'll shoot off towards Willanore you uh, do a bit of a run around in Billy Woods and then get your ass down to uh, Willanore and I'll kind of you know meet you there and I said tell you what you do we'll get down to Siskin Drive <coughs> and we'll park up in Siskin Drive you go round Siskin Drive and go round the industrial estate there and then drive back out again because Siskin Drive was brilliant for that sort of thing because there was a like on the road coming in it was like a dual carriageway and then um, an industrial bit and then on the way out was also a dual carriageway and you know there was a massive thing in between so there wasn't any real problem with diving in and diving out of there you could do it quite successfully so anyway we got in our motors and we shot off down there and we were really tanking it and we're down the London Road bombing ourselves down the London Road we get down to there Siskin drives just down the road and bang you know we're in and what we did was we shot off down to where the first island is in Siskin Drive and uh, we parked up. We parked up, we got out, a couple of us, um, you know, all looking in the skies, the rest of us looking down the road. And I phoned my mate and I said, look, we're in Siskin Drive, we're in situ, get your ass down here. And he did. And the next thing we know is this Cavalier coming down Siskin Drive and he's doing maybe 60, 70 miles an hour, looking absolutely in a panic, and he drove straight past us, when that was the idea, he was going to go around the industrial estate and then come back. Well, uh, and there's only one way in, one way out on Siskin Drive. Uh, all there was at that time, I don't know what it's like now. But anyway, we are all looking in the skies, looking for a fucking helicopter. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. But we can hear the sirens. All over the damn place, and we're thinking, "What the fucking hell is going on here?" So, what we did, what we did was, I mean, I talked to him on the mobile. I said, "Look, dump the car, right, and dive. We'll pick you up. Dive into one of ours, and then we'll get out." And he's saying, "No, no, no, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. They've got me. The helicopter's got me. Helicopter's got me." Said, "Dude, there is no helicopter. We're looking in the skies. There's no helicopter." And we were right next to the airport, and that is where the police helicopter was based. And we're there, for fuck's sake. We thought, anyway, as it happens, it wasn't. It was based in Birmingham. But uh, we thought, well, that's where the police helicopter is. And there's all sorts of panic going on, right? Many phone calls going to and from, and we're checking the skies, and it was a clear day. We're saying, dude, there is no police helicopter. I'm not fucking stopping. I'm not stopping. And that was it. He said, I'm going to do one more turnaround, right? He said, you guys back me and uh, we'll we'll work out, you know, who's following me, what's following me. Well, shit me. He um, he went shooting out of Siskin Drive. So did we. Okay. He went down to, uh, oh God, he got down to uh, the London Road. And he's heading all the way down the London Road and heading towards the Ring Road in town. And what he figured was, there's plenty of spots in and out of the ring road. So, you know, if I can get on the ring road, I can probably, you know, dump the car and do a runner. 
and we were saying to him, no, 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 what you what you got to do? <laughs> what you got to do is head towards Stigel. And he's, well, I don't really know. Look, it's a really congested area full of, you know, it's really, really congested. If you're going to dump anywhere, dump in Stigel. He's going, right, okay, I'll do one round around the ring road. <laughs> like, there's him. There's three of us in cars behind him. <laughs> and we're all heading towards the ring road. And we all got on the ring road. And uh, the lights changed. And a couple of us got caught behind. So anyway, the car I was in, I'm like not very far away from him at all. And uh, my phone rings again. And it's one of the boys that's behind us. And he says, Ken, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? He said, he's behind you. I said, he's not behind me. He's in front of me. He says, Ken, we're looking at him now. He's behind you. I said, he's not behind us. He's in front of us. Ken, he's with three or four police cars that are chasing him. And he's fucking behind you. And I'm like having a brain fart. I mean, my brain is just going. Absolutely going. So I slowed down because I knew these guys were behind us. Sure enough, I'm then passed by a white cavalier <laughs> with the same number plate being pursued by three police cars. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on here? The only thing that I saw that the other boys didn't see is that the white cavalier that was in my mirror had blue flashing lights in the front, in the grill, and all of a sudden it clicked. You've only fucking cloned an unmarked police car. And all of a sudden it went, that's what had happened. So I phoned the guy in the car and I said, I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> but you're driving a cloned and marked police car <laughs> and he basically spent the first 30 seconds of the reply swearing at me <laughs> I, did, I said look you've got to dump it dump the car just dump the car all of a sudden it had occurred to me what happened. What happened was he'd somebody had obviously hit the button at the post office. Police turn up. They see a white car driving away at speed. They went after it. They ran their number plate through the PNC. And it came back as a police car. <laughs> so they all backed off, <laughs> not knowing what to do. <laughs> And then they realised it wasn't the right police car. Oh, Jesus. Right, okay, so uh, this continued, okay? And we'd got about as far as the second or third junction and uh, we didn't really know what to do. And everyone was kind of, you know, everyone had an opinion about how we were going to get out of this. But what we decided was the best thing to get to do was to hit a really crowded sort of location, you know, and uh, maybe lose ourselves in there. So what we did was we headed up towards Alsley, 
and uh, we we absolutely booted it up there and a couple of us ran some interference so uh, what I did was I basically booted my car to try and get in between the police cars and this car that they were following and so did the other guys and uh, what we thought was if we can maybe do something a little bit clever as in you know if the cars are driving all down a main road we can take a left and then a right and then a right and somehow get in front of them if he really slows down you know and then speeds up as we come out of a junction and we'll get in the way and that was the plan and that's exactly what we did now we did this in Orsley and <laughs> it was on the Birmingham road and uh, we kind of uh, the, the that was the plan that was how we'd set it out and he hit the brakes the police cars hit the brakes behind him he went at about 10 mile an hour we uh took a left and then took a right and took a right and uh we were ready and we got him on the phone and uh we said right okay we're at this junction are you ready are you ready yeah 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 and he booted it and we pulled straight out of this junction without looking and three of us did it and the police cars were horns fucking going and sirens going and there were people leaning out the windows going get out of the fucking way and uh, uh we would we were like uh what what and uh, anyway one of my mates uh who you know we blocked the road basically but he was a back car that blocked the road he actually stopped in the middle of the road and and <coughs> oh excuse me he got out and these coppers stopped and were running towards him going what are you doing what are you doing and he said you you're pulling me over and no get out of the way <laughs> and we ran enough interference that basically we could uh we could get at the end of birmingham road hit a left he could dump the car we ran through uh, a couple of streets and we had a car waiting on uh, Beckfield Close and we basically you know basically they jumped in our car in Beckfield Close and the rest of us just kind of went away and uh, the police just ran around looking for the car so that was it basically that was how it happened it was just incredible it was just absolutely incredible he'd also managed to grab what he'd nick from the post office so the actual robbery itself was a success and uh the guy uh i mean this was this was one of the one of the groups that had performed this uh this criminal thing that they did on this post office one of the groups that we knew very very well are the guys that did this um fuck me they came to my flat that night oh they were fuming and they didn't know whether to laugh cry beat us up <laughs> but they, they just wanted to know where Danny was <laughs> oh god out of all the things the guy could have done I mean Danny had done some silly shit this time right he had Danny had done some silly shit Danny once got arrested 
and then uh, made his phone call from the police station to somebody else that was involved in something that Danny was involved in and basically said, oh, they've got me for this, that and the other. Uh, what do you want me to tell them? Do you want me to tell them that... Uh, uh, you weren't involved and all the rest of it of course the police are listening to the phone call <laughs> so the police just went round and nicked everyone for it it was Danny that basically grasped them up okay. he was such a knob he really was such a knob I remember his girlfriend as well oh Christ Danny's girlfriend Jesus yeah she um, Dan oh god story within a story just quickly but she was a right bitch she uh, moved in with him and Danny wasn't the best guy with the ladies you've ever seen he never had a lot of girlfriends but he had this one girlfriend and she moved in with him she was way out of his league she was there for one month sorry six months and two days and then left and sued him for half his shit claiming that she was now his common law wife and so the flat that he'd actually bought, he had to find about eight or nine grand, I think it was, to buy her out. And, uh, oh, it was a nightmare. It was just a nightmare for him, poor bastard. But she was a right bitch. In the end, she seriously got hers, I tell you. Seriously got hers. Not through anything that I did, but uh, the girls we hung around with uh, were very happy about this, and they did something. So... And that that is a whole new story. But he was such a prick, Danny. He was such a prick. Right, so whatever happened to Danny, end of the story. And this is a quick one for this week. Sorry about that. But I was just reminded of it the other day when I saw a thing on Road Wars. And I thought, <laughs> I have to tell you. Um, right, so what happened to Danny? Danny went to Spain. Danny went to Spain as uh, a lags bitch now by that I mean um, some guy who was wanted in this country went off to Spain with an entourage and Danny became a member of that entourage so he ended up living in Spain he hadn't uh, he wasn't wanted in the UK or anything but the guy that he worked for was wanted in the UK and he went out to work uh, personal security with a, a number of other people for this guy who um, incidentally uh, was extremely famous and uh, for what he'd done and he came back to this country yeah he came back to this country I think it was in the early 2000s he came back to the country maybe the late 90s and uh, served out his, his, the rest of his life in jail but anyway never heard anything from Danny again after that point made a life for himself in Spain from what I heard and uh, he's probably out there to this day. Danny, if you're listening, if, you <laughs> if, if you're listening, don't get in touch. Because <laughs> you're a fucking jinx. <laughs> you always were. Oh, God. Danny and the unmarked car. Shit. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this one. This is Ken. This has been the uh, podcast story for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And as ever, I will see you on the dark side. You all take care and I'll see you soon. Shutting down all systems.